Pinball. Welcome to episode 627 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Canada. We're going to talk about Cactus Canyon. We're going to talk about the infighting happening over the LE and now the SE Plus and how everybody now can get a topper on their Cactus Canyon machine. And we're going to talk about like what this means, right? Is collecting pinball going to be a thing of the past? Are all of these companies that created FOMO and used FOMO to get people to buy games today, are they starting to screw over the very collectible community that kept these companies going all of these years? Or are all of us starting to come to a very simple conclusion about this hobby? That pinball is meant to be played and enjoyed. That we should buy games we love and we should stop focusing so much energy on turning these things into collectibles. Because as we all know, if you collect these pinball machines and all you want to do is buy them and not play them, then what is the point of life? What is the point of living? But there are also different audiences in pinball, right? There are people who play these games to enjoy them to put 5,000 plays on a year. There are some people that just like the way they look. They consider these things to be pieces of furniture in their home, and they walk by it every day. They barely touch the thing. They wax the play field every few months, and as long as those games remain mint, they're happy. And there's some of us out there who buy a new game. We try it out. If we like it, we keep it. If we get bored, we move on. But there are very few unnecessary toys like pinball that don't tank in value. You're not going to lose your shirt on a pinball purchase. And there's no avoiding the fact that these are toys. But that being said, a company should stay true to its word. And a company that tells you it's going to do one thing shouldn't do another. I don't like that behavior. We're going to talk about it. But before we do that, I want to put things in perspective. I want to say that I hope listener of the show, Sean Goodwin, he had a stroke this past week and he's a young guy. He was a Corvette driver. He sold his Corvette for great profit. And I'm wishing you the best, Sean. And when life hits like this, it gives all of us a different perspective because none of this really matters. Flipping pinball for money, driving fast cars, eating out at expensive restaurants. I'm just throwing that one in there. But ultimately, the only thing in life that matters is our health and the time we spend with family and loved ones. That's all that matters. Nobody ever at the end of their life says, I wish I spent more time at the office. I wish I worked more and didn't spend time with my kids. No, and I see it now with Killian, how short life is and how precious every single day is. And I do enjoy getting into pinball and geeking out with you guys because you have added a lot to my life. And I mean that. And for some of you out there, you've added even more than just your presence. You've also contributed to my life a little bit more. And I want to thank my latest Patreon contributors. I want to thank James H., Nicholas P., Shiler L., Kirby's Beer Store, Dusty F., Mike H., Pinball Panic. Andrew McBain from Pinball Adventures is now a Canada Club member. I want to thank each and every one of you for your monthly contributions and if you are not a Canada Club member you should join and here's why you should join because on my new Canada Club that is coming out today after I record this I'm going to give you some very juicy news rumors and speculation well these are all going to be rumors about spooky pinball rumors about CGC rumors about what's next from Stern, rumors about JJP. I'm just going to tell you everything I know up to the point I can. And it's going to be some really good stuff. And if you are a member and you're wondering where are the new Canada Club episodes, you will get an email 
with all of them. So if you join the Canada Club today at Patreon, you will get every single episode. And at this point now, I think we're at episode 16 or 17. So there's a lot of great content waiting for your ears. Okay, so let's talk about CGC. This launch of Cactus Canyon continues to make people debate whether or not what CGC is doing is the right thing. And I want to tell you, I've been looking at this thing from a variety of angles, and I've been trying to study this and say, well, what did they say they were going to do? And are they going against what they said they were going to do? Did they ever say that the topper for Cactus Canyon, one of the most innovative toppers in the history of pinball, did they ever come out and say, we are only going to make these available to the LE buyers of the game? And while I think there might have been some written materials, every time CGC talked, they kept saying they were not sure what they were going to do. They weren't positive either way. And so they never had like confirmation, we are definitely going to offer it up for more people to buy it. And they never said, definitely, this is an exclusive only for LE buyers. So there was some ambiguity around this all throughout the launch of this game. And clearly we've seen what happened, right? They sold 1,250 LE right away and then everyone else who wanted one couldn't get one and so then you had the SE buyers they were not sure whether or not they could add that feature and we all know that Lyman Sheets and Josh Sharp are working on a code update for this game that's going to take it to the next level and you know they're going to work in that topper into the code so it never really made much sense that they would put a ton of effort into this topper make it interactive and then not offer it up to everyone who buys this game. And you know, Doug Duba said something today because he responded to all of this criticism. He said, and I wanna paraphrase, he said, look, the only people that are mad about this are the people that are scalping and flipping games for profit right away. We don't make pinball machines for scalpers. We make pinball machines for everybody to enjoy. And we wanna put as much as we can into every single game so that everyone who buys a product from us can explore the full potential of the game. And we don't want it to be so only these people get to experience the full potential of the game. And I've been thinking a lot about this. And I've been thinking about what Doug said. And I've been thinking about what I've said on my show over the last five years. That the people who spend more should get more. And I still believe that. And I do think that some of these limited games should have features that not everybody get because you're spending more money. However, I don't think that's what Chicago Gaming Company wants to do. I don't think they want to be a company that only gives a handful of people the best possible game. I think they want everyone to get the best possible game they can get. I also think they're not stupid and they realize there is a collector market in this hobby. And there are people that will spend more money if you pack more into the game. And that is why they've followed the model of having limited edition games. If they wanted nothing to do with collectors, they wouldn't make an LE. And so part of what Doug is saying there, I kind of halfway agree with him. Because if they really wanted to democratize pinball, to bring as many people as they can into the pinball hobby and get them a game with every single feature the game should have, then they wouldn't have different tiers of the game. You wouldn't have to do an LE and then an SE+. You would just make Cactus Canyon and you would just price Cactus Canyon with everything that should be in it at a certain price. But they didn't do that. They did make a version that they knew 
would speak to the collectors. Now, it's also very convenient to sort of lump collectors in with scalpers and flippers, and they're not the same audience. The majority of people that buy games are not scalpers. The majority of people that buy LEs are not flippers. If they were, think about it. There are 1,250 games that were sold of Cactus Canyon. How many of them are being flipped right now? Because now is the time to sell it, especially with the SE+. Plus. So, out of 1,250 Cactus Canyon machines, there are only four for sale on the Pinside Marketplace right now. So I don't think that the majority of people buy these games to flip. Yes, there are always going to be people that speculate in this market. It's a marketplace. This is a product. We're allowed to buy something low and sell it high. This is a commodity for a lot of people. And the market is super hot right now, so you can't blame someone who wants to speculate on this game. If CGC really, really, really wanted to cut down on scalpers or flippers, there's things you could do to do that. There's things you could do to combat it. But they didn't do any of that either. But I also do agree with Doug. I do think that ultimately, this hobby needs to get back to a place of playing pinball and enjoying pinball and not chasing after the newest and the rarest and the most expensive every single time there's a new release. It's fatiguing. It's exhausting. It's never what pinball was supposed to be. It was fun. It was. It's been a lot of fun. The whole like FOMO. But over and over and over again, you reach a point where you're just FOMO'd out. You realize that the unnecessary toy you have isn't really worth what you think it is. It's just not sustainable. You just can't keep going down this road over and over and over again. Unfortunately, we are going to see over the next year or so, we are going to see inflated pinball prices like never before. But that doesn't make these games more rare. It doesn't make these games more scarce. 1,250 Cactus Canyon LEs is a ton of LEs. 1,000 Godzilla LEs is a ton of LEs. And if you want to enjoy Cactus Canyon or Godzilla or any single pinball machine on planet Earth, you will be able to enjoy that game. And I mean this when I say this. There is not a single pinball machine where owning the LE is actually a better experience than owning the model below it. There is barely any difference in owning a collector's edition of a Jersey Jack game over the LE. Barely any difference. You will not have more fun on your Guns N' Roses collector's edition as you will on your LE. And so why I applaud Doug and his efforts, you know, to sort of democratize the experience of playing Cactus Canyon, I also chuckled a little bit because it's also a $9,200 toy. So when you say you want to make things available to the masses, really? Really? $9,200? You are not pricing anything for the masses when you're pricing in at $9,250. Let's be honest, people. And that's part of the problem, right? Is once you realize that the gateway or the entrance fee for pinball is stupidly high for almost every American. It is. It's so stupidly high that once you start getting anyone through the door at $92.50, the only people that are really walking through the door at that price point are wealthy people. And then from there, if you're a company, you want to maximize revenue. 
You're not here to maximize enjoyment. They're, a company is not measured on how many smiles it makes. It's measured on how much money it makes. And so then it becomes foolish for these pinball companies not to try to maximize their revenue. And why am I selling to these guys at $92.50 when all these rich dudes would easily pay $11,000 for Cactus Canyon LE? And they would have. So it's a strange like patting on the back. It's still a toy that's only available to the one percentile in America. It really is. This is still a toy that's catering to rich people. It really is. To people that have a lot of disposable income. And so I don't want to go down a road where we think we're doing anything good for society by pricing a pinball machine at $92.50 or giving you the ability to buy a game with a topper for $92.50. It is what it is and you got to kind of own up to it that none of this is really worth it. Like none of these games are worth it. We all know it. Like deep down inside, we all know that none of these games are really worth it. We also know that we're not gonna lose a lot of money if we buy one of these games. You will be able to get out pretty much what you put in. You can't buy a $9,200 TV and get out of it anything in a few years. Nobody wants it, right? But here's my thing with CGC overall. And I don't think we should just like blanket forgive them for how they handle this launch. My problem with CGC, it's not the game. The game is gonna be great. Lyman Sheets is gonna make this game even better. They build probably the best quality pinball machines in the entire industry. And if you like Cactus Canyon, you're gonna love this game. Am I happy that the SC buyers can get the SC Plus and the topper? The answer is yes. I don't want people to miss out on a game being amazing. I don't want there to not be stuff in a game. I don't. I think these companies should be giving you everything and the kitchen sink for $9,200. Remember just a few years ago, a Stern LE was like 6,500 bucks. Everyone is forgetting that we are living through inflation. So at these prices, these games should be loaded. My issue with CGC is their communication is terrible. It was piss poor throughout the entire launch of this game. The problem with Chicago Gaming Company is they had everybody guessing. It's like they were even guessing themselves. And I was at Expo and I saw how ill-prepared they were to tell us what was in this game, what would be in this model or that model, and I'm sorry, but CGC, the reason why there's so much confusion over what happens around your games is you take forever to launch products. So you've got almost three years between Monster Bash and Cactus Canyon, three years. And in that time, you might have changed your policies on toppers, but you didn't tell us. You released a Medieval Madness topper after the fact because you didn't have a topper with Medieval Madness when you first came out with it. And so was this going to be the way it went moving forward or not? Nobody really knew. And I think Chicago Gaming Company, if you want to make people satisfied, right, it's more than just making a great pinball machine. You also need to communicate in the right way. You also need to be more transparent in what you're going to do. Because don't lie to us, you figured all of this out after you saw the excitement for the LE. You did not figure this out before. And the only fair thing to do in all of pinball is do what Stern does. You need to have a matrix list that says here is what is in each edition of the game. And that needs to be the Bible of what's going to be in each model. You can't go and change it. And we've seen this a lot recently. 
We've seen a lot of these companies just changing it after they see the demand. You know, and it's unfortunate because I don't like that either. And the best way to get around it and the best way to avoid all the drama is just communicate at the very beginning what your plans are and then don't change your plans. Don't tell me 300 Legends of Valhalla and then bump it up to 500. Don't do that. They should just come out and say, everyone's gonna be able to buy the Lyman Sheet code. Everyone can buy a mirrored back glass. Now, do I still think Cactus Canyon LE has special features that the SC Plus doesn't have? I don't know, it's got an apron. I think it's got some better sculpts in the game. It's got different railroad metal or something like that. It's got a shaker motor. I think it's got Invisiglass. You will get your money's worth with the LE. It's funny that the SE Plus is also the same exact price as the LE. And I think they did that on purpose because the LE comes with more. So if you buy an SE Plus, you are spending the amount of money an LE would cost without getting an LE. And I think that was a pretty smart thing to do to sort of alleviate the anger of the LE guys because now if you bought an LE, you are getting the greatest valued machine that they will launch of Cactus Canyon. I do mean it when I say it, that chasing after all of these limited versions of pinball, you will reach a point where you'll just get tired of it all. I'm kind of tired of it all. None of these games are truly special. If they were really special and really rare and these like grail items, you would never see it. You would never see any of them. They would be locked away in the vaults of pinball collectors' basements and you would never see them. They would never come up for sale. But everything in all of these new games, everything comes up for sale. And sure, it might pop up for sale for some stupid amount of money, but it still pops up for sale. I'm kind of on this new mission now. Just everyone should just buy what they love and just play pinball more and stop chasing after all of these like vanity items on these machines that do nothing to make the machine better. And let's get as many companies as we can to launch games finished. That's the other part of my last show is like, I just want these games to come out complete so I don't have to wonder whether or not the game's going to be great. So CGC, we're going to give you a little bit of a pass, but you got to get your communications to be better than this. You got to be much better than this. And for you club members of Canada, you're going to hear what Mark Ritchie's game is and you're going to hear some more details about it. And that's what's coming out after Cactus Canyon. So Join the Canada Club at Patreon today. I want to say congratulations to the team over at American Pinball. They won the Best Modern Pinball Machine Award at MGC this past weekend. Now, I don't know how Legends of Valhalla beat Godzilla and Cactus Canyon for that award, but they won it. I wasn't on the jury. I don't know who voted for this, but congratulations to David Fix and the team over there. We will see how this game sells. I am curious to see how the game sells right now on Pinside. There's only three available to buy. There's three for sale at 8,400 bucks. And out of 500 games, that's not a lot. Now, that also shows that no one's buying Valhalla to flip. There is no money to be made on a pinball flip of Valhalla. So if you're going to buy it, you better know you want to play the game and enjoy the game because there's not money to be made. And I do think Legends of Valhalla will lose money. With everything out there, I don't think this one's going to hold its value for very long. But that's okay if you put a couple thousand plays on it. That would cost you a couple thousand dollars out on location. You know, when I talked to my friend Derek about his JJP games, the guy puts like 5,000 plays on a game. And if he were to play Willy Wonka 5,000 times, do the math, right? I think he's played Wonka 10,000 times. 
The dude's crazy. Like, it's funny. If you get a collector's edition of JJP and you play it 12,500 times, you've absolutely paid for your game in full and then some, and then you get your money back. That is what we all should do. If I could leave behind one legacy, it would be this. And I'm changing my tune a little bit. I think a goal for each and every one of us that every single game we buy, we should have a goal to play that game the same amount of times as the price of the game itself. So if you bought Pirates of the Caribbean for $36,000 used, I want you to play that Pirates CE 36,000 times. And I think that's a really good goal for each and every one of us to stop walking by these things and thinking you have this rare pinball item that you're going to cash out one day. Life is really short. You only have a finite amount of time on planet Earth. It's a toy meant to be played. It's a toy that was meant to go into a bar, into an arcade. It was never meant to be in your home. But here's the amazing thing. If you're lucky enough, and I mean this, if you're lucky enough in the world with all the poverty and all the strife and all the hardship in this world, if you're lucky enough to have a pinball machine in your house, you are a modern day Ricky Schroeder from Silver Spoons. Remember he had the arcade games in his house? You're a modern day version of a Silver Spoon kid, but you're a grown adult. But guess what? You're only winning in life if you play them. They're toys. If you're not going to play them, pass them on to someone who will actually play them. I know this might upset some of you that only collect and just cover up your pins. I love the guys who cover up the pin. You know, they, they put that like that big floor mat over the glass itself to protect it from what? From dust? What? Really? Play it. And when you cover it up like that, you don't even get to walk by it and see the world under glass. I, it's so weird to me. You might as well have just left it in a box. All right, what else is going on in pinball this week? So Godzilla LEs are shipping like crazy. It was super fun to see all of the unboxings over the last week. It once again shows that Stern Pinball can get games made like nobody else. But here is the big problem with Stern Pinball. I am hearing from people, if you ordered a Godzilla Premium today, guess when you're being told you're going to get your game? You might not get your machine until November of next year. There is a one-year backlog on Stern Manufacturing. One year. And what that's going to mean is that prices are going to go crazy. So if you want a game new in box, you're going to have to pay a premium. And distributors are going to start to see this. And sellers of games are going to start to see this. If you thought 2021 was bad, just wait till 2022 comes around and there's nothing to be had. And distributor allotments are all drying up. How are you going to get your game? I mean, it is November. If you don't think there's a manufacturing issue or there's a supply chain issue, where's the Mandalorian topper? The Mandalorian topper was supposed to be out in August. Where's that? Where's that? It's the droid. It's supposed to be their coolest topper ever. Where's the Godzilla topper? Where's that thing? Everything is just somewhat delayed. It is interesting that even though this stuff is delayed and Stern has a backlog, the real question becomes, should Stern still be revealing and releasing new games when they have to make so many old games? 
Should they take a break and just get up to speed on their current orders, right? Like, why don't they do that? It's going to be interesting to see how Stern handles this, right? So you're going to release Rush and you still have to make all of these Mandos, all of these Godzillas, all of these Elvira orders, and you're going to release a new game. So I think their real problem now is no one's going to order a Stern premium if they know the wait is forever. Sure, they'll order the LEs because they make the LEs first, but that seems to be their new business model. Let's get all the LEs sold, the big ticket items sold in this hot market. We'll make a few pros and a few premiums, and then we're on to the next title. And it's the same cycle. But if you don't get in on an early premium order, you're going to be waiting a year for a pinball machine. And then... Will you even still want it? Because by the time your Godzilla arrives a year from now, we will see, and this is crazy, we will see Keith Elwin's next game before you even get his current game. You're going to see Toy Story. You're going to see James Bond. You're going to see all these new games coming out. Nobody wants to wait a year for a pinball machine. We all know that these are impulse purchases. Of course they are. If you don't think this is an impulse purchase hobby, they sold 1,250 Cactus Canyons in one day. They sold 1,750 Spooky Machines in one day. This is an impulse purchase. We don't even wait for there to be reviews before we buy the games. We don't even wait to see the games before we buy the games. It doesn't get any more impulse than that. And you know what helps with FOMO? You know what helps with impulse? You know what helps with buying before you see it? Patience. And when you have patience and you wait, you make smarter decisions. And the biggest enemy to a pinball company's marketing department is time. I don't want to give you enough time to think about it. Because if I do, I know you're not going to want it as much anymore. I know you're going to realize that you don't probably need it. I know you're probably just going to enjoy what you have. They don't want you to have too much time to think about it. So it's going to be a brutal 2022. It is. And I think if you have a collection, my advice would be to just enjoy the collection. If you have relationships and you can get in on an LE or a CE for sticker price, sure, buy it. You're not going to lose any money. Flipping will not stop. Scalping will not stop. It's going to be even worse next year. If companies really wanted to put more of an end to it, they could. But nobody's doing that. Nobody's doing lottery systems. Nobody's putting your name on the game. If they really wanted to stop you from selling it on to the next guy, why don't they just put your name on the plaque? Why don't they just make every game non-transferable? They don't do that. A distributor could have a policy that says none of our sales are transferable. If you buy the game, it's getting shipped to you and nobody else. They don't do that. So there are things they could do. But who cares, right? It's like, who cares? Maybe we should be rooting for more of these SE pluses. Maybe we should be telling Stern Pinball, why can't all the Elviras look that good? Maybe I shouldn't have to spend 20 grand to get Elvira to look that good. I should be able to spend 10. And if all of us demanded more features in every game, I don't know. It, it's nice having rare collectibles every once in a while. It's nice seeing what these companies will put in their CEs and LEs to justify the price. But lately with most of these games, you really can't justify what's in them to justify the LE. The only thing you can justify it with is, is I can get more for it when I resell the game. And that's not really fun, right? And let's face it, for most of these guys, they don't need another $2,000 in their checking account. It's nice to get it, but I would like to see, I would like to see the value of the LE 
the value of the CE, the value of the rare version actually go into gameplay, actually go into mechs and actually go into real value. I may never see that day. And it's never going to happen because these companies realize they don't have to do it. You just don't have to do it. When you can just make 200 Elviras and sell them for 25 grand simply because you did just a couple things, the market is telling you you don't need to put more into it. It is. That's what the market is saying. All right. So this has been my little Monday morning episode. The club episode is going to be where all the juiciness lies this week. I will reveal this club info at a later date, but I want to just say thank you for the guys who contribute to Canada Spinball Podcast. And we're almost at 230 supporters. I think we're at 228 right now. So thank you everyone who contributes. The merchandise line is coming. I want you to be able to get some Canada merchandise for this holiday season. So look for that. Everybody have a great week. I'm not sure if there's any new pinball news coming this week. Rush is next. Just so you know, Rush is 1000% the next game from Stern. It's from John Borg. It is Rush. There is no doubt in my mind that Rush is next. So that is coming. And I think we've seen every new release Other than Rush, I think we've seen everything we're going to see in the pinball world this year. I don't think there's going to be any more surprises. And this is a good time of year to sort of turn off Pinside and spend time with your family. It might even be a good time of year to not listen to pinball podcasts like this one as much as you usually do. The only thing I will ask, and it's that time of year again, is the Twippies are coming. Jeff is late this year. Like nobody's talking about the Twippies. But in December, if you vote for your favorite pinball podcaster, I would love a vote. And I would also love to be written in and voted for, for favorite pinball streamer. I actually enjoy doing my streams on Facebook Live more than the show now. Just because it's like no editing, no nothing. It's just live and then we're done. It's so much fun. If you're not hanging out on Canada's Facebook page and you're not doing the lives with me, you should totally do it. It's every Saturday morning. We do Saturday morning spectacular. It's 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come hang out. Come hang out. I think you'll have a good time. We got Zach Manny back in. I expect Greg Bone to be back in. We let everybody back in and everyone's having a good time. And this is the best positive takeaway from Expo is that we all just hung out and talked pinball. That's the way it should be. Am I losing my voice? I got to go, people. Episode 627, Canada out. (laughs) 